Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This morning, Victoria rattled warnings of aftershocks for months as the clean-up from yesterday's earthquake begins. Protest battleground, demonstrators and police clash at the Shrine of Remembrance. Plus, hospital outbreak, multiple COVID clusters arise at a major Sydney hospital. And vaccine summit, Scott Morrison attends a virtual conference on COVID as he meets dignitaries in Washington. This is 7 News. Jody Spears. Good morning. People across Victoria are waking up to another day of uncertainty with aftershocks from yesterday's earthquake continuing through the night. At least eight have been recorded and we're being warned of more to come. Thankfully, no injuries have been reported since the original quake caught many by surprise. A state already in shock, shaken again. From indoor pools to outdoor water features, garages too. A powerful 5.9 magnitude earthquake rattling locals. Tremors echoed as far away as Western Australia and Tasmania, Sydney too. It felt like the whole building was rocking from side to side, like I was on a boat. I thought I was dreaming. (laughs) Despite it all, no one was killed and no one injured. Protests, riots and earthquakes, what's next? The damage, mostly minor. More than 100 SES call-outs, 35,000 households lost power. Oh my God. Betty's Burgers Chapel Street, known for their authentic shakes, Perhaps not like this. When I realised it was an earthquake, my New Zealand instincts kicked in and I leapt under the desk. The epicentre, 150 kilometres from Melbourne, a remote area near Mansfield, 10 kilometres below the surface. I don't know what's happening! In Washington, the Prime Minister expressed his concern. So too did Britain's. You had a, a, an earthquake just yeah in, in, in Mansfield. That's right in Victoria, yeah, which I know well. Mr. Johnson was once a teacher at Timbertop, just nearby. I don't know if we can even go back. Aftershocks. Yeah, I've never been so scared in my life. Exhausted Melburnians left wondering what else can be thrown at them, with aftershocks expected for months to come. One minute we've got coronavirus we're dealing with with all the businesses and the other day that we're dealing with earthquakes. Keziah Dawn, 7 News. Protesters have vowed to return to the streets of Melbourne this morning after more than 200 were arrested in another standoff with police. Officers used rubber bullets and tear gas to disperse demonstrators who flooded the Shrine of Remembrance. 
the heart of Melbourne, a sea of black and blue. There's got to be there's got to be 40 or 50 police cars here. Arrests began early. Police blocking access to the CFMEU. Help us feed our families. We're starving. And you have we need members help. of the public who we are watching help. this. A mix of construction workers, anti-lockdown and anti-vaccine protesters. Finally gathering at Melbourne's Shrine of Remembrance. And this is a sacred place and these people should be ashamed of themselves in my opinion. A solemn moment amid the mayhem, a man wearing war medals pleads with protesters to respect the shrine. I just want to know, can you please just respect the soldiers in the fallen? For more than three hours they stood firm as the sacred war memorial turned into a battleground. Okay, they're shooting. They're now shooting. Police making more arrests as protesters pledged they'll return. <laughs> Rachel Walker, 7 News. A concerning COVID situation is unfolding at Sydney's Liverpool Hospital. There have been eight separate outbreaks or possible exposure sites in the hospital over the past week. So far, 24 patients and five staff have been infected, 13 of those in the orthopaedics ward alone. Meantime, there is some good news for those eager to celebrate the end of 2021. The New South Wales government is looking to host their own 9pm New Year's Eve fireworks after the City of Sydney scrapped their plans yesterday. The AFL Grand Final is under a COVID cloud this morning with two New South Wales truck drivers testing positive after driving through WA. Saturday's showpiece event in Perth will still proceed as planned with the situation classed as low risk. Lockdowns and further restrictions have so far been avoided. Free NRL finals tickets are being given away in Queensland's vaccination push. 3,000 double passes are on offer for those who get their first Pfizer dose at selected sites in the coming days. Teachers and childcare workers could be among those next required to get the jab. It comes after a COVID-positive reality TV crew member whose infection burst the border bubble has been charged. The federal government is pushing to have nuclear subs in Australia years earlier than expected. Political reporter Rob Scott is in Canberra with the details for us this morning. Good morning, Rob. What are the options that the government's looking at? Good morning, Jody. Well, Scott Morrison and the Defence Minister Peter Dutton are exploring the possibility of having nuclear-powered submarines operating in Australian waters up to eight years earlier than planned. But they won't be our own. Rather, the United Kingdom is proposing that it be allowed to base two or three of its here, as well as uh, being serviced in Australian ports, to give them a more persistent presence in this region. This follows the announcement of the AUKUS agreement, which will see the US and the UK help us build a fleet of nuclear submarines. It's a controversial deal, which led to the axing of the $90 billion contract we had with the French for diesel-powered submarines. But the nuclear subs aren't expected to be built until about 2040. So to bridge the gap, the government is considering a range of different options, including encouraging the UK and the US to commit their own submarines to the area. This would give the local shipbuilding industry vital experience with the subs well ahead of the planned construction of our new boats. Now, the Prime Minister says none of those options have been formalised yet, but he has spent time in New York and Washington over the past couple of days, canvassing that and other options with Joe Biden and Boris Johnson. Okay, Rob Scott in Canberra, thank you. 
Thousands of postal workers have walked off the job this morning after StarTrack lost its bid to prevent industrial action. The transport company was unable to provide evidence to the Fair Work Commission that the strike action would impact the delivery of COVID vaccines. Employees say they want better job security, demanding work be allocated to existing employees before contracting out. Lengthy delivery delays for online shoppers are expected. A murder charge has been laid over a brutal stabbing attack at a Cairns shopping centre. A 51-year-old had his throat slashed in what police believe may have been a random attack. A large crime scene was cordoned off in the food court while detectives spoke with witnesses. A 38-year-old man has been charged with murder and will face court today. Seven News understands the accused is a former Defence Force member. The offer of a gift voucher or a parcel arrival notification. Sophisticated scammers are using tactics beyond threatening calls and texts to expose almost every Australian to fraud. Major banks have joined forces to make us think twice before falling for scams. They're cunning and cryptic. Including a warrant for your arrest. Scammers even claiming to protect you against scammers. Someone may be trying to access your account. Pretending to send you parcels in lockdown. They can be very compelling and persuasive. It's a scourge. Danielle Haas discovering her card was maxed out while at the doctor's. And I was about to pay for the bill when um, they said my credit card had uh, declined. She had been charged $800 by fraudsters, pretending to be JB Hi-Fi. Thought, hang on, it's COVID. Have I been shopping? I don't think so. In the last year, just over a third of Australians have lost money to a scam. 34% know someone who's lost more than $150,000 and two-thirds fend off a fraud attempt every week. Stay on your toes because you could get hit at any given time. The scamming business has boomed through COVID. Last year, $851 million was lost. The banks bolstering their fraud teams as they struggle to fight back. They've launched a new ad campaign with tips to protect yourself. Your bank will never ask you over the phone or by text for your banking account details or your PIN number and they will never threaten you. But they are asking you to think twice. Serena Andaloro, 7 News. That's just the latest disruption threatening deliveries. Mounting fears over retail stock shortages this Christmas could now impact Black Friday as well. COVID shutdowns in Chinese factories and global delays with container ships are now seeing retailers worried about supplies for November, let alone December. At Amazon's Australian mega hub, the wheels are slowly turning. Ahead of a yuletide rush. Data Out is pointing to a Christmas cracker. As shoppers, locked away for much of the year, unleash on bricks and mortar stores. There's been very little reason for people to update their wardrobe. We expect uh, particularly uh, the clothing category to do exceptionally well. Roy Morgan research shows four out of five will spend more than last year, around $700 each. But... The global supply chain issues that we're experiencing are a significant issue. Big W boss Brad Banducci says he's anxious about Christmas stock levels. Rebel Sport Chief Anthony Harati says there's zero chance it'll arrive on time. While JB Hi-Fi has ordered an extra $200 million of electricals to try and keep up. The hold-up is China, where COVID wreaks havoc. Single cases are shutting whole factories for a fortnight and bringing giant ports to a halt. That, combined with a shortage of ships, 
is making for the perfect Christmas shopping storm. And the clouds are also looming large over Black Friday, with some retailers signalling deep discounts of 40 to 50% are off for anything other than winter stock, fearing they'll be cleaned out in November and left with empty shelves for December. They're going to be struggling to have good Black Fridays. Gemma Acton, 7 News. Donald Trump is suing his niece and the New York Times newspaper over an article concerning his tax returns. The lawsuit accuses Mary Trump and, and reporters of being engaged in an insidious plot to obtain confidential documents. The former president alleges his niece breached a settlement which barred her from disclosing the documents. Mr Trump is seeking damages of at least $100 million. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is up, so is the Nasdaq. In London, the FTSE rose, Germany's DAX gained. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed lower, but Hong Kong's Hang Seng rose. The Allords traded higher, as did the ASX 200. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,776 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 76 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 72.56 US cents, 79.54 Japanese yen and $1.03 New Zealand. Lava from a volcanic eruption in Spain has forced thousands more residents to flee their homes. Columns of lava spewed high into the air overnight, turning the sky red on the island of La Palma. Families living in the path of the lava flow are rushing to retrieve belongings before their homes are destroyed. Experts say if the lava reaches the sea, it could trigger more explosions and release clouds of toxic gases. A plucky pensioner has foiled a street mugger in central Moscow. Security video shows the man grabbing the woman's handbag and trying to escape. But the 70-year-old would not let go of her belongings and was dragged several metres down the street. The would-be robber fled when a bystander raced to the woman's rescue. He was arrested a short time later. A woman found in Croatia suffering from amnesia has finally been identified. She was found in a remote area on an Adriatic island with cuts and bruises on her face. The woman spoke English but had no idea who she was or where she came from. Croatian police have now identified her as a 57-year-old Slovakian woman after receiving a number of tips from around the world. Prime Minister Scott Morrison says Australia is on board with Joe Biden's ambitious plan to vaccinate the world against COVID-19 by 2022. Let's go live now to US correspondent David Woywood in Washington. Good morning, David. The PM added his support during a virtual global summit to discuss the pandemic. Good morning, Jody. Yes, look, this is a high-stakes pitch from the US President Joe Biden today, essentially calling on wealthy nations businesses and well-connected philanthropists to band together to form a global consensus to end the pandemic. It is a bold move given that less than 10% of poorer nations are actually fully vaccinated at this point. But as you say, it is a vision shared by the Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison, who has today pledged an additional 40 million doses of vaccine on top of an already pledged 20 million doses by the end of next year. This pandemic is one of the most complex challenges in living memory. The world faces no greater tests than ending it, and no more urgent task than vaccinating against it. No country is safe until we're all safe. That's why it's vital we all work together to save lives and livelihoods, and to rebuild what we've lost. 
And the Prime Minister's visit to the capital here today just rolls on. He has visited the Pentagon today, laying a wreath at the 9-11 memorial. He has also been up on Capitol Hill today as well, meeting with key congressional leaders, including Nancy Pelosi. They discussed a number of issues, including climate change, COVID-19, and Australia and the United States' relationship uh, with China. And in some good news for the Prime Minister today as well, uh, that diplomatic stoush with France over those terminated defence contracts does uh, appear to be cooling somewhat with the French President Emmanuel Macron today confirming that his ambassador to the United States will be returning to Washington next week. OK, David Woodward in a windy Washington there. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A new documentary about the life of Prince Philip is about to air in the UK. Titled Prince Philip, The Family Remembers, the documentary features interviews with all of his children and adult grandchildren, along with other members of the royal family. The program was originally planned to celebrate the Duke's 100th birthday in June. In sport, Carlton could be days away from naming a new coach with Port Adelaide assistant Michael Voss touching down in Melbourne. Voss is expected to meet with Carlton heavyweights, including new CEO Brian Cook, as soon as today. And the Demons and Bulldogs have both held secret training sessions at Optus Stadium ahead of Saturday's grand final. Josh Adokar says he's focused on delivering the Storm one last NRL premiership before his switch to Trent Barrett's Bulldogs. The Fox says he owes it to the Melbourne club that's developed him into one of the game's elite wingers. Adokar returns from a hamstring injury for Saturday's prelim against Penrith. Despite a COVID scare for David Warner's Sunrisers Hyderabad in the Indian Premier League, their match against the Delhi Capitals went ahead in Dubai. Warner's return to the Sunrisers got off to a poor start. It took just three deliveries for him to be gone for a duck, while Rishabh Pant's bat went for a toss. Brings a whole new meaning to throwing your bat at the ball, doesn't it? <laughs> Ricky Ponting's Capitals won by eight wickets. Tony Martin has ended his impressive cycling career in style, winning his fifth World Road Championship as Germany took gold in the mixed relay race. Martin and his teammates finishing less than 13 seconds faster than the Dutch team. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a trough along the WA coast is triggering the odd light shower. A broad high pressure system is dominant in the rest of the country, with hot winds elevating fire danger in the north. Around the capitals today, sunny in Brisbane, heading for a top of 25 degrees. Fine in Sydney, also hitting 25. Early fog for Canberra before reaching 20 degrees. 21 and mostly sunny in Melbourne. Showers clearing in Hobart, a top of 17. 20 in Adelaide and mostly sunny. Sunshine increasing, 25 the top in Perth. And warm and sunny, 34 degrees in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Thursday, the 23rd of September.